You are Locked On Hornets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. In a minute, cuz, we live. We live. The NBA debuts tonight, nada. And you know what we're going to do today? What are we going to do? We're going to talk Billy Hernan Gomez. Why not? We're going to talk about the third string center on the Charlotte Hornets, a team that is on the outside looking in, not the starting center. Yeah. Not the backup center. Yeah. Not any guy that really has a future with this team. Well, hold on. We don't know Not that. any guy that has a future with this Walker, team. You act We're like going to talk about the third string center when we get sports back, when we get the NBA back for the first time in over four months. Wait, no, 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 no. Hold on. Let's be fair here. Let's be fair. Because what you're trying to do is you're trying to say that this man doesn't have a future with the Charlotte Hornets, and that not might not necessarily be the case. What you're trying to do is you're trying to tell me you're Miss Cleo right now, and you don't see his future. That is, a, <laughs> that is a shame. Uh, I do, and the future that I see does not involve purple and teal. This is Locked on Hornets. Today's episode is brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. We're part of the Locked on Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Local experts on the number one daily sports podcast network, and you can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast, and follow us on Twitter at Locked on Hornets. Also, shout out to the Queen City Podcast network for allowing us to use their studios and also shout out to alex for helping produce the show today she does not get a mic she doesn't want to be on the mic today she doesn't want to talk billy hernan gomez just like i don't want to but i guess i have this obligation to do so well hold on i could technically make her don't I'm just d- you're already not teaching her anything well but like again, she, she's already running stuff for you like, like hold on you're again you're gonna have out people out here thinking i'm just derelict in my duties <laughs> altogether this is a shame walker my my name is being defamed for no reason appropriately so i might add i think there is a reason let's go to the numbers for billy hernan gomez look this is somebody that didn't get a lot of playing time this year in a way that i thought he would he averaged 12.1 minutes per game that was two minutes down per game than what he played last season the field goal percentage went up he shot 53% from the field. He averaged six points per game, 6.1 to be exact. He averaged 4.3 rebounds per game, 2.9 defensive, 1.4 offensive. Didn't shoot well from the free throw line. And one thing that I did find a little interesting, even with very minimal attempts taken from the field, this was somebody that last year people got excited about his ability to shoot beyond the yard. When we saw him in summer league a couple of seasons ago, someone that may have added that wrinkle to his game. And then the season happened, dude shot if you round up 39 percent from the uh from beyond the arc yeah this year he shot 22.7 percent from behind the line so even that little thing that we thought he might be able to bring to the table from a big man perspective that the hornets don't have no he wasn't able to bring that to them here's what i'll say about the numbers nada the dude can rebound his ass off. Yes, he can. Like that has always been something as much as I clown not wanting to talk about Billy Hernan Gomez today. I will say the rebounding numbers are pretty crazy and I go with four rebounds per game. That doesn't sound like much, but when you look at what he does on a per 36 basis, uh, he averaged 12.9 rebounds on a per 36 this year. That's down from 13.8 last year. That's down from 15.9 the year prior. So crazy rebounding per 36. Yes. You look at his per 100 possession uh, possessions. He averaged 17.9. That's down from 18.6 last year. That's down from 21.6 the year prior. Like the yeah. dudes per 36 rebounding numbers. It's ridiculous. Yeah. And then you go to the advanced stats and look at just his rebounding percentage, which I know they're all tied together. I just yeah. think it's pretty crazy to see. 
His rebounding percentage this year was 19 and a half. That's down from 20.7 last season. That's down from 24 the year prior to that. And he by far this season, Nada, mm-hmm. had the best defensive rebounding percentage at 27.5. I believe Cody was up next. Maybe it was Bismack, I believe. I'm sorry. Yeah, there, and there's there's something to be said about that because when we start talking about a guy like Billy Hernan Gomez, the one thing he did was rebound. The one thing. You really can, man. It's impressive. That's, but like, again, on a team that was continually getting pushed off the block, mm-hmm. and that's one thing the Charlotte Hornets were doing. Like, Miles got pushed off the block. Cody is famously getting pushed off the block. PJ got pushed off the block by Isaiah Thomas at points in time. The one thing Billy Hernan Gomez did more than anybody else was hold his ground, stand his position, and rebound his position. And that's why there, he was kind of, I don't want to say a necessary evil, but he was kind of necessary at times for the Charlotte Hornets because he was the only guy you, can, you could count on to get rebounds. And when, in those times when there would be a missed shot, when he didn't break your defense, he would grab the rebound for you. So his total rebounding percentage was 19.5 this season. And uh, Cody Zeller was second at 16.7. Bismack was third at 16.3. That would also be the same order for defensive rebounding percentage, offensive rebounding percentage. All of them were pretty much around the 12.1. It was Billy with 12.1, Cody 12.6, Biz 12.3. So you're right. It was someone that was able to rebound extremely well. The thing is, Nada, Mm -hmm. the defense we've talked about so much with Billy. (laughs) It's just so unbelievably bad. And you look at some of the numbers compared to the other Hornets. It's not like it's a lot worse, but again, it's just a bad defensive team overall. And then you look at just him guarding post guys. Hey, what did, what is your, do you even remember your nickname? You uh, again, the sw- I can't, I cannot remember <laughs> the Spanish nickname for him for the swinging uh, gate that I, again, I would love to have it right now and he, pull it out. He's the matador. He is the matador that allows you to have a free lane to go to the basket because he doesn't get between you. He can't move move very well side to side. That's not anything that he does. He's just big and he does have a motor to go get those rebounds and he's a str- he's a strong guy. Yes. Um but his defense was just so bad and his offense it wasn't good enough to cover it up. Like there would be times last year where I do remember him I, I forget what games they were, but there were a couple of times where Billy was able to come in and have a couple of nice trash opportunities, getting offensive mm-hmm. rebounds, putting it back. Mm-hmm. I think there was maybe a couple of and ones that I remember from him. Um, but th- those are really all the good things that I can say. The dude is a clear specialist at rebounding, and there are just too many other facets of his game that don't allow you to put him out there on the court. And he has to sit the bench, even in a year, Nada, yeah. when the Hornets were pivoting so hard to youth, where it would make sense for you to see what you have in Billy more than maybe even playing a guy like Bismack, but just over 12 minutes a game, I, I just don't see a future with him on this team. No, you, it's like I can see a future on for him on this team because he of the two guys between him and Bismack Biombo. Bismack Biombo may end up fetching a prettier penny than we either than we probably like. So the one thing I wonder about with him is if Billy Hernan Gomez comes at maybe two million dollars a year rather than paying biz four or five or six, like at what point does that become the better option for you? If you're trying to rebuild and you're also trying to manage a cap that we don't know the number is going to be. Yeah. It's 1.6 million that he's making right now. He's in a contract year. So I, if the Hornets bring him back, it's going to be for something very minimal, very similar, very similar to minimal, like literally the league minimum, Yeah, which which makes sense if you're going to bring him back for that. If, (laughs) 
I'd rather get Bismack for the league minimum than I would Billy. I don't think you're going to get Biz. That's the thing. I don't think you're going to get Bismack for the league minimum. I think for what he did for the for the amount of things that he did for everything that he provided. I do not believe for a second you're going to get Bismack Biombo for the minimum. You think Bismack provided a whole lot for you? I'll tell you what else can provide a lot for you. It's rockauto.com. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it is now impossible to stock all the parts you need in a traditional uh, chain storefront. And I ask you, why would you endure effort on pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while your counterman orders the parts on his computer, choosing the only brand his warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home, and in your pocket. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. You can go to RockAuto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. The RockAuto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand, specifications, and prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at RockAuto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. So why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to Rock rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or your truck right locked on in there how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you amazing selection reliably low prices all the parts your car will ever need rockauto.com we'll take a quick break we have a little bit more on billy and then we'll talk about the nba restart debut coming up next on the locked on hornets podcast this is locked on hornets but what he showed in summer league comma a euro step into a windmill during a game end of comma oh, could yeah. put him on the radar of a uh, radar, <laughs> radar. Me, of all nba yeah on the radar on the radar of <laughs> all nba fans as a nightly highlight producer yeah you're charlotte you're charlotte coming out there yeah i'm from come from uh Catawba county could so put him on the radar it's time for more of the locked on hornets podcast Thanks again for joining us on the Lockdown Hornets podcast. Start your morning with the news that matters in just 10 minutes. Axios Today host Nyla Boodoo and a team of award-winning journalists will bring you the latest analysis and insight into the trends shaping our world. Also want to thank Ashley Shamady for joining us yesterday as we did a couple of times. I like Charlotte Sports Despair. Of course, friend of the podcast listens and we always appreciate the support from him and everybody listening to the podcast. He put out a tweet. Yes. He was surprised you didn't call Ashley an uncultured savage when she said that she does not experiment with sugar in her grits no 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 the the, the thing is she was expe- no she didn't mind she was like she was okay with you experimenting with oh, sugar i don't think you grits. would have let me got a- get away with that like no you would ashley. not again you would not have mm-hmm. ashley shamadi would get away with that and also here's the other thing uh-huh. you're acting like you wouldn't let her get away with it either i would let anybody that comes on the show with us like john Foki. i think we have him as a guest next week and i'm excited to talk with him yeah i don't think it's good to uh, insult the guest and it's funny that you have this reputation of just not caring and you have this <laughs> reputation of just going against someone and saying you know what you're an uncultured savage like totally we had charlotte sports despair thinking you were going to call out one of our guests yes exactly like again people think i'm this loose cannon i am not loose i'm, I'm very raising my hand high by the way exactly yes you are very <laughs> again put your hand down and, but here's the thing what I'm trying to say is that I'm very calculated in my crazy. Thank you very much. I don't think you are. 
I don't think you are calculated. In fact, I think you bring your gun out and shoot from the hip and it goes crazy. You don't know where the bullets are going to fly. How dare you? You don't care what kind of damage you cause. You pull out the gun, you shoot the trigger, you pull the trigger and the damage is just done with whatever it does. Why don't, again, we can go ask my faithful intern over here. We can ask her if I'm crazy or not, (laughs) even though she's like, I want nothing to do with this conversation right now. Uh, yeah, we're, we'll move on. Yeah, we'll, we'll move, move on, on from the conversation. Um, Billy Hernan Gomez, I keep saying that I don't expect him to have a future with this team. Here's the interesting thing about Billy, Nada. It's the fact that you have a bunch of young guys that performed really well with this team that we're all excited about with the way that they performed, all even surprisingly so. Devontae Graham, the clearest example. Yes. PJ Washington, Washington, not too far behind what Devontae Graham did last season. Mm -hmm. Jalen McDaniels, Cody Martin, Caleb Martin, all three something to work with there. Mm -hmm. Then you go to the veterans where you have Bismack Biombo. You have uh, Nick Batum. Like we know what it is with Nick Batum. I mean, he doesn't have a future with this team. He's going to play on this team for one more year yes. and the Hornets are not going to be able to wash their hands and get rid of him quick enough. I mean, that's just what it <laughs> exactly. is. Um, they're going to move on as quickly as they can. They might bring Bismack, but we know what it is with biz as far as the guys that have potential or at least are young players that we have good feelings about or veterans or just players that we don't know what they are and you feel positive about or negative like I I think Billy is the youngest guy on the team I'm not doing a good job of making sense here yeah what I'm saying is Billy Hernan Gomez is a young player on this team yes he is that I have no interest in keeping on this roster and I think he's the only one that I can say that about Ooh, that see who else is there though like who's the other young player that you don't mind seeing walk away from this franchise Dwayne Bacon Dwayne Bacon is true Dwayne Bacon like yeah you're right about yeah Dwayne Bacon's probably the first one um Billy Billy it makes but sense. But his career isn't even fascinating to me. Like, Dwayne's is fascinating. Just as far as the one of the most uninteresting stories and just, like, I thought it was worth it when they made that trade. I thought, even yes. though I don't love that Rich Cho refused to use second-round picks on anybody except for Dwayne Bacon, Yes, um, I, I thought it was fine to go use a second-round pick on a guy that had a lot of ability with the New York Knicks. I think he was a first-team all-rookie that yes, year. Yes, he was. That, that was. that was the other thing about Billy Hernan Gomez to where it was worth scratching that itch for a second-rounder that the Knicks actually used this year. Because they get this year's second round pick, which would be very high. I would point out, though, that Billy Hernan Gomez is interesting to me because you're always going to need a center. And depending on where this team goes in the draft, I can see them going back. Like if they draft Wiseman, obviously Billy Hernan Gomez is gone. And it's only between are you going to keep Bismack or are you not going to keep Bismack? But if they go like a Cole Anthony or Tyrese Halliburton or maybe even even an OB Toppin, which makes even less sense more that you think about it. I can see a guy like Billy Hernan Gomez coming back because he's going to come at a cheap rate. And you do not. And I keep having to hammer this home because I do not think people understand how important this is. We do not know what the salary cap is going to look like. We do not know what the salary structure is going to look like. There are people out there, like, again, that are taking out loans right now, maxing out as much credit as they can when it comes to all of this with the NBA. We do not know what this financial structure is going to look like, so it may help you 
if you keep a Billy Hernan Gomez for a million dollars or the league minimum or something along the lines of that, because you're going to need to fill your roster with low, mid, low to mid-level guys. He did put up some points in the month of January when he was playing with this team a little bit more, but you look at all of the losses that this team suffered in Very January. True. He was going in there and he might score 15 or 14, but there was a lot of losses coming in January. I, I forgot about how bad that month was and even leading into the beginning of February. Well, that was the French trip month. month too so there was that too yep there was that and uh it just did not go well for the hornets you're seeing a lot of double digit l's in what billy is participating in so i just think this is probably i i was cool with trying to figure out a role for him was there something there that we could work with but he's going to be 27 next season he's 26 now i that's enough time for me as somebody that likes to hold on to guys probably to a fault a little too much i mean that's kind of my mo i just think i've seen enough from billy where he is an exceptional rebounder there's no doubt about it it's just not enough for me to really care about him being on this team as it is currently constructed and and keeping him on this team going forward yeah and i i can't argue with that Mm. i'm also wondering if he doesn't come back here where exactly is he playing i don't know is he playing in the nba (laughs) because that's a question i honestly have or is he going back to spain and playing for someone like real madrid he does have some offensive ability i mean he can can score a little bit on the low post block and I, i don't know how you know probably right the 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 correct take would be maybe billy can shoot somewhere in the middle of what he did last season and what he did this year maybe he's a 34 percent three-point shooter something like that which isn't bad coming from a big man um I, I still think he's got a shot to play in the nba it's just not anything that i'm interested in for the hornets and their future with all the other young guys that they have especially if they draft a big guy now let's talk about a couple of the games that we have tonight. How yes. excited are you that we finally get some NBA regular season action leading into the play-in tournament and then leading into the postseason? It's it's funny because I should have a whole bunch of excitement for tonight. And the whole time I'm like, I hate to be, because again, you know me, I'm one of those enjoy the process, enjoy the regular season while we have it because otherwise it starts getting really boring. I'm ready for the playoffs. You know, that's funny you mentioned that because there there should be this overwhelming excitement because we haven't had basketball in so long. And I thought about that too. Like I, I thought I was going to be excited for the debut tonight. And then I thought what was going to happen was these games are going to kind of be meaningless because all they are are seeding games. Yeah. And then you get to the play-in tournament. How much do we really care about the if play-in tournament? If we get the play-in tournament. Yeah. Too. Like how, how, how much are we really going to care about that? Because even though I think the Pelicans deserved a shot, I don't agree with the notion that the NBA only brought this particular plan in place was because of Zion. Oh no, I believe that. Well, the Pelicans deserved a shot. Like they do the, the, deserve the Pelican, a shot. There Here's- was there were some models out there that actually thought the Pelicans were going to make the postseason. It's the Wizards and the Suns and the Kings. That's, like I don't. And why? And like that's the problem that Walker I have. and that's and you hit on it perfectly for me. The minute and I stress this: the minute that the Suns and the Wizards and the Kings were invited and the Hornets weren't and the Hornets had a legitimate claim to at least try to compete to those teams. Yeah. At least try to compete and get some names, get some games in the minute that happened. I stopped caring because this was not about anything but justifying to get Dame Lillard in games that matter and to justify getting Zion in games that yeah, matter. Yeah, but I just don't know why the NBA didn't go 20 then. Like, I mean, if you keep the Wizards out, you yeah. just go with the teams that you have in the Eastern Conference playoff field already, and then you keep the Suns out. And so I just, with those two teams, you could have gone 20. It's a one, it's an easy round number, even though, yes, they're arbitrary. 20 is nice, and 22, you kind of have to make work a 
little bit, especially if you're going to include one team in the East. Exactly. Like, you're only going to keep, can, can basically keep one team in the East. And mind you, you knew that the Nets had once, once you were going to restart, you knew the Nets had no interest in this. <laughs> right. Like you knew that they didn't. And again, the Wizards barely had any interest. So you might as well have at least, again, I guess this is my thing. It's sour grapes that the Hornets weren't invited. And it's part of the reason I just, you have I can't more of care. those than I do. Like I, I mean, you got to be real though. Like, I mean, it's tough to say that the Hornets deserved a playoff spot. It's even tougher to say Phoenix deserved it. Well, it's not because they had a better record. And so when not you talk, much. But when you talk and, and when you talk about the Wizards, I'm here for the argument that they might have been a more entertaining team because they were playing so much better. I get all Only of that. Beal, though. But at but at the time, well, I'm saying the Hornets being yeah. a better draw or a, a more competitive team because of the way that they were playing at the end. But at the end of the day, they didn't have a better record, right? I mean, what wasn't their record against the Wizards a losing one two? I mean, even I if you it wanted was to just go one and one, maybe it was one and one. I so, think it was one and one because I think they won that one game where Davis Bertans went like ballistic. That's right. That's right. And then they lost the game that they should have won in Atlanta. No, not in Atlanta, but in Washington, they lost that game they should have won, and they couldn't close it out on defense. Basically, I'm kind of with you when you brought up that point about we're excited for basketball, but now we want to get to the postseason. The, Brian Windhorst actually kind of saved that for me a little bit because he did say that the seeding games are going to matter and it, it's not any groundbreaking analysis we see NBA teams jockeying for position in the playoffs all the time like True. even some um, you know some form of tanking if you will so they can try to get a lower seed maybe to play a team that they match up with a little bit better we've seen that before but also you know you're talking about maybe that happening within the seeding games where these teams are going to have to try to fight as much as they can to hold on to whatever seed they want to um, you know is is the are the Lakers yeah. they're going to want to play um, the Grizzlies more than they would want to play the Pelicans and you know like there are going to be teams that would yeah, rather that would try yeah that they're going to try and the strategy and the and the gamesmanship is going to be cool I'm not denying that part mm-hmm. my whole thing is we're already seeing people drop, drop uh, bodies drop like flies we just saw Eric Gordon who we know is going to miss at least two weeks with a sprained ankle like there's that going on there's a whole bunch of other stuff that's going to go on with this like the other thing is I want to get to the playoffs because I'm tired of seeing people get hurt you know what I mean? Well, it actually wasn't all that bad. I know we did see Eric Gordon go down, mm-hmm. but it actually hasn't been too much, in my opinion. The, the Kimba Walker thing, that's more of a scare of just Kimba himself, yeah. not necessarily the layoff. Like, the layoff makes you scared of it, but only because this is something he suffered before, and you just wonder why this amount of rehab time still wasn't able to completely negate that injury heading into the postseason. That's an interesting combo That's a Kimba. very yeah, Exactly. It is also a very interesting, like, again, and at some point, if we are that star for content, we may end up having that conversation. So, but still, <laughs> like at this point, with like the whole injury, the body's dropping. Like we lost the Aaron Fox early. We're losing again. We're losing. Rajon Rondo, is someone that got Rondo, that. yeah. Um, Pat Beverly isn't back. Well, actually, no. Pat Beverly is back. He's back. I think today. that was a bubble matter. I think he left. That was for a matter. Family yeah, matter. That was a b- bubble matter. Uh, Lou Williams is uh, famously out 10, 10 days. So now you're just bringing crazy things up that aren't injury prone. My uh, cal- my crazy is calculated. Have you forgotten that already? Yes, I did. I will say this. Uh, we did talk with Bobby Marks earlier today on the wake up call. Go check it out on ESPN Charlotte.net. But one thing that he said was that that was the biggest thing he was worried about now. It's almost like you do get to a certain checkpoint with the season starting. It doesn't mean that you're in the clear. You still have to be humble about this thing, but you do get to a checkpoint with the coronavirus. Mm-hmm. It does seem to be 
be working in the bubble at least as it stands right now two straight weeks and no no tests that's right no, no positive tests actually. yeah that, that's right the biggest concern now for bobby marks he, he is saying it's the injuries it, yeah. it, it is the injuries that you continue to be worrisome over all right we'll take uh what we'll have one more segment to go it'll be the final segment we'll continue to talk about some of the trending topics going on in the nba a second bubble where are we on that uh we'll talk a little bit about bobby marks and some of the other nba pundits comments next on the lockdown hornets podcast this is locked on hornets i'm, I'm a little i listen hold on I, now see uh, the, I, we couldn't just blow by that one well, you had because this is what frustrates me you know i'm uh, under the weather you know I'm not at 100% right now, and you're you're just taking it to me. You're like one of these people that knew Nick Batum had a hand injury, and they were just slapping his hand because it's like we're gonna get, we're gonna knock this guy's hand because we know he's injured, and that's what you're doing to me right now. But I just want to say, Sam, if you're listening, you're more than a numbers guy. You have heart, you have soul, you have agency. You are a person. Love you, Sam. It's time for more of the Locked On Hornets podcast. One other thing that Bobby Mark said earlier this morning, Nada, was that he does think the NBA is going to do something and pretty soon. And I know Rick Bennell, I believe. Yeah, he broke the story, didn't he? Like Rick broke the story. Like shout out to Rick. (laughs) We'll always shout out to Rick for helping us so much on the pod. But yes, yes, there there was there is going to be something that the NBA is going to allow the team to have a little bit more. The coaches, I should say, to have more time with their team. So it does seem like and they were always going to do this, right? Like the the delete eight teams are always going to get some form of more practice time. It was just exactly how much what mm-hmm. kind of way was it going to come? Was it a, a joint practice? Were we going to try to uh, bring up a second bubble? Kind of like we talked about about a month ago. Exactly. Um, but it was always going to happen in some f- form or fashion. Yeah, it was always going to happen in some form and fashion because like we said about, uh, like you said a month ago, we and uh, these hoopers are going to find somewhere to play. And you would rather them be in an NBA gym with a whole bunch of tests that they have available that they've privately contracted. So you might as well go somewhere where there's going to be a whole bunch of these tests. And instead of them going in open gyms and Trey Younging it or being in gyms with people like Michael Beasley, who I, who famously caught the coronavirus yep. while while hooping in here in one of those unregulated gyms, they were always going to be able to control the message because, as you know, that there's again, it's just basically you you're going to have to have these like controlled spaces. Otherwise they're going to find anywhere to play. And, and you just can't have that happen. I hope we get Zion tonight. Nada. It's going to be, a, I, think I hope we do too. He's going to be a game time decision. He's been a game time decision for a while now, as I see it was uh, last reported at least by ESPN at four twenty one was the last time the story was updated. Still Zion is going to be a game time decision. I can't imagine we see much of Zion anyway, right? Like he might make an appearance and that's about it. No, I think he, he ends up playing more. I okay. think he ends up playing more than we think he does primarily because they pelicans need all these games they again to give themselves a shot what do you think they need to do at least what six and two yeah but you also don't want to risk further injuring your injury prone young star right like do you and and the conditioning it's really tough because that's one of the things that david griffin was talking about when zion left for a family matter of his own comes back enters quarantine is out just in time to practice uh practice yesterday but the thing is he only had access to weights and a yoga mat, and David Griffin didn't even know if Zion had access to a stationary bike to try to bring his conditioning up. Wait, wait, bike. wait. So hold on. Every Again, we see Jimmy Butler out here basically creating his own little workout room in his hotel room, and no one thought, hey, maybe we need to get Zion a stationary bike. Maybe we need to get him a Peloton or something like that. No one thought about that. 
That feels like a failure to plan <laughs> on the on the New Orleans Pelicans. Um, one question I have for you that we haven't talked about. It's the body transformation in the positive way that mm-hmm. we didn't expect to see from some of these players. Nikola Jokic is a lot skinnier than what he was when we first saw him and or when we last saw him, I should say. And yes. even James Harden is somebody that look, lost quite a bit of weight. There, it there, there's I want to tell these guys, look, guys, you did quarantine wrong. You weren't supposed to lose weight. This is when you were supposed to say, screw it and enjoy the honey buns like you did, Walker. Uh, yeah, I do. I like, do like that's the, the thing. Buns. That's the thing. Like they did quarantine wrong and I want to be mad at them. And I want to say, what are you guys doing? You're doing this wrong. But you know what? Props to them. I'm not going to be a play hater. I could. I'm not you, going you to. You usually are. I, I think that, I mean, you're, you're trying, trying to fight to, what your natural self yes, is. Yes, I am. And yet we see what? it. Yeah, we see it seeping through all of I'm the locks that you're trying it. to put on it. I'm fighting it. And you know what? I'm proud to be fighting it. I'm trying to be a better person, Walker. We're going to end the show. And before I even give you the outro that I always do, I actually remembered this time beforehand so, to go to the spinning wheel of names. Okay, so what's the next name we're talking to? All right, I'm spinning it right now. It's going round and around. Because again, money, money, this no and whammies. next week are going to be really good. Um, oh, it's going to be close. Um, and I made a mistake. You know why I made a mistake? Because I forgot to erase Jalen McDaniel's name from the spinning wheel of oh, names. Man. <laughs> and oh, he came up man. once again. So let's, let's, uh, it was almost MKG. Let's go ahead and spin it again. <laughs> now, this isn't going to be who you, you don't get to talk about him because you're not going to be on the show tomorrow. And of course, God almighty, it's Nick Batum. You, you and Doug get to talk about Nick Batum. I mean, <laughs> you're going to give me Nick Batum after Billy? <laughs> The Why wheel is, this, is cruel. I want to. <laughs> the wheel is cruel. Uh, I, again, just excellent teases at the end of both the of these shows. The wheel is cruel. It's so cruel. That wraps <laughs> up this edition of Locked On Hornets. Thanks again to RockAuto.com for supporting the show. Thanks, as always, to you guys for supporting the show. Now, tell your smart device to play the most recent episode of Hollinger and Duncan. Have a great day. I will see you tomorrow. Doug Branson will be on with me tomorrow. Nada is going to continue to be lackadaisical and take the day off again, as you've done quite a few times already when you're supposed to be a permanent co-host uh, guilty as charged yeah alex do not listen to him anymore uh, find a new mentor that would be my advice to you we'll see you tomorrow have a great rest of your day